to episode 58 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and with me, as always, is your other host, my son, Colin. What's up? We're going to call this 58B, as in boo, because my laptop ate my recording, everybody. It actually didn't eat it. It made it seven to eight times bigger than it should have or something. I don't know. The Apple people are not being the best at explaining what happened. What are you doing? (laughs) So my ass had to drive to the city. Hey, don't swear, dude. To the city. 45 minutes. In some kind of 11-minute backup at 7.30 at night for some stupid reason. Anyway, I'm in his apartment for the first time since he moved in. and. Please pray for me. (laughs) Scary. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not as bad. bad. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. That's because I clean the the floors a lot. Oh, you do. Oh, you're clipping. See, I knew it was gonna be. All right, I'm putting it further away from me. Okay. There, but um, I sang all the way here, and my throat's a little stressed. That's okay. So if I laugh loud, I I mean, I laugh loud. I don't know. That's okay. I, I can't shout the whole time, I promise. We're doing it in an hour, folks. Oh, well, I don't know about that because... That's what we're um, doing. So here's what we're going to do. Unfortunately, we had a very nice long analysis of um, Andor episodes four and five. Those were the... the we're going to call those the, that the lost episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has happened before. But no, this has never happened before. This is well, traumatic. No, I think we have lost audio, though. Like it was too maybe, maybe we too bad or something. Maybe we've maybe we have re-recorded episodes before. I'm not so sure it was because of a bad recording though. I think it was just I was unhappy with <laughs> the recording, the content, more or less. Yeah, that's likely. But anyway, um, yeah. So I'm not gonna go. Those that's like old news at this point. Actually, episode six is too because um, episode seven just came out today. Today is Tuesday. Oh yeah. <laughs> or no, sorry, today's Wednesday, the nineteenth, October nineteenth. Um, so we're just gonna kind of go over the entire arc as a whole. How about that? Because honestly, there's some good stuff to talk about that we haven't talked about, and I haven't heard talked about in other, in my other podcasts that I listen to. So. Mm. You know, I'm going to be, the goods here? I'm going to be a little self-important <laughs> and decide that we got the goods here. We need to talk about these things. All right. Um, okay. Well, um, anything you want to say regarding this arc in general? No, but I do have something I want to say. What? SRT capstone coming soon. It's coming soon, guys. Well, you're skipping over the fact that you finished your yeah, and I finished. Well, no, I think composition no, we capstone. Actually, no, we actually, we said something on the podcast. When that happened but it got eaten oh we haven't oh, published really any of that ago? yeah was it really that recent yeah that yeah oh my gosh i think so okay. well yeah so the my capstone composition is done it is i don't know why you guys don't care you literally don't care <laughs> but it's it's done it's still a momentous occasion okay your it is. composition it's podcast, degree it's why this podcast did not record for two months basically yeah exactly um, so it's it is done. It's more like three months, but... It is done. It has been <laughs> rehearsed three times. 
There is a total of two hours and 15 minutes that have been put into it for rehearsal. And and if you're in the Chicagoland area yeah. on November 3rd. 8 p.m. Um, Bolt Schneider Performance Center. DePaul you University. Gotta, yes, you got to go. Actually, it doesn't even matter if you say DePaul. It, that's like the name of the building, oh. technically. Oh, but, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it is as wild as I thought it was going to be. It is as wild as I, that's all I'm going to say. Looking forward to it's it. It's very weird. It's very weird, but it is, honestly, it's turning out to be kind of beautiful in a way because they, like, the performers actually are seemingly having fun doing it. That's nice. I was really nervous that they were going to, like, hate it so much, but I've been, I've been getting messages from some people who are, who are asking questions and are saying, like, I love, like, this stuff is very interesting, so. Because this particular school of music is very, um... It's avant garde sometimes. Yeah, it's very. They're very into new music. But the and ensemble stuff itself, like that. yeah, the ensemble itself is only comprised of people who are willing to do things with their instruments that might not be normal, quote unquote. <laughs> so it's like I knew that going in, but honestly, I felt like mine was weirder than weird a little bit because it used it uses. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but it uses things other than the instruments themselves to make sense. Are they not? They're streaming this performance, they right? Are. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't have the information for that yet, but okay. Well, we'll I'll put it out there if we don't record again before then. I hope we Who do. Who told me that they were streaming that? I don't know, but you told me, so I hope you're not lying. <laughs> no, you're someone lying to told me? me. Someone asked me if it was okay to stream the performance. Mm, well, get that information because yeah. I know. Like, I'd, yeah, I need that. Like family members, even. Yes, definitely. Okay. Oh wait, no, wait. What? You know what happened today? That was really weird, though. There was a rehearsal today. The cellist not only arrived late to rehearsal by like four minutes, which is a no-no, okay, already, but they like took 10, I swear it had to have been 10 minutes to tune their instrument. Hmm. 10 minutes. That they're not even really going to play because they're doing other exactly. things. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I was sitting there just like... <laughs> Because I genuinely thought that they were trying to sabotage me a little bit. It, it was comically stupid how long it took. It's four strings, dude. You're yelling. It's four strings. You're yelling. I was so mad. Your neighbors are going to be like, the guy. Dude, they have 45 minutes. Okay. You know? Sorry. So frustrating. I, I was really turned. And I got a text from the, the person who does setup crew and who was there, like, looking at me. And I was like. <laughs> I got some text afterwards like yo are you okay and I'm like yeah this, it's, this, it's chel- this cellist is about to hear oh, some things alright oh. can we can we talk about Star Wars for the first time in like ages please please I'm begging alright alright so like I said before we're gonna just kinda go over episodes 4, 5, and 6 as a unit um, all directed by Susanna White all written by Dan Gilroy who is Tony Gilroy's brother okay and um, so episode four, entitled Aldani. Oh, yeah. Are you going to remember any of this? Is Aldani the planet that is... <laughs> it's not Ferrix. I know Ferrix. No, Aldani it... is the one that he grew up on, right? No, Aldani's... No, Aldani's the planet they're on where they have the heist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hi, sweet time. Do we need to pause uh, and watch uh, these episodes again? I remember. Okay. I remember. All right, all right. I was like, heist? What heist? <laughs> There's a heist? Okay. Um, I want to talk about... I'm skipping a lot of stuff. 
Let's just talk about Dedra. Let's just talk about Dedra oh, Miro yeah. because get it out, man. I Repeat. love her. I love her. I am rooting for her. I don't. I know that that's bad, but I think they're setting it up so that you are rooting for her because this whole arc, she's having these arguments with her middle manager. Um, I guess he's not her superior. He's her equal, but he has more clout. Like he has more. Um, What's that guy's name? Blevin. He has more territory that he's looking after. And Ferrix is one of his territory territories. And um, Dedra is... She doesn't feel like he's handling it well. Right. right. And Dedra is seeing, is connecting. She's connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. She's connected the dots. Yeah. Is that from <laughs> It is, but I can't remember what. Oh, Sunny... Sunny... I'm connecting sunny the dots. Philadelphia? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um... Anyway, she sees that there is a rebellion happening. It's an organized rebellion. And they're being very sneaky about it. And as she says, they never climb the same fence twice. And that this is what she would do if she was planning a rebellion. She would make it look random, but it's not really random. (laughs) So she's like on top of it. She's on top of it. Yeah. Okay. Her name is Dead Ramiro. Yeah. For whatever reason... The um the the imperial dude that's in charge of this quote unquote office yeah guy from Game of Thrones the the yeah. the maester guy yeah yeah who I love in this role he's amazing he's very um, good calls her by her first name all the time it's very weird to me like they he doesn't and he calls everybody else by their last name Blevin really young oh, yeah, by true. the way young. Yeah, stupid. J U N G. Young. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? You might that? as well say, like, you might as well say Freud. Freud. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude. Oh. I'm so sorry. I laugh loud. What do you want me this to is do? Why we need a test. Uh, okay. Um, so, you know how I'm into names because of all these new characters and places, and I feel like Tony Gilroy could have named all of these people and places whatever he wanted. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. there's, they're loaded. Some of them, some of these names are very loaded. Like with connotations. Yes, like um, oh. Skeen, for instance. We'll get to him, Skeen. but Skeen is a literal yeah. like word in the English yeah, yeah, language. Yeah, I remember. We already okay. talked about it once. <laughs> True, we did. <laughs> yeah, but you were half yeah. asleep, so I'm not I even forget. sure. I'm forgetting. Okay, thanks. I don't remember. You also fall asleep in the middle of me talking a lot so <laughs> yeah um oh i have it i do have it partagaz that's the superior guy's name the ma- the maester from game of what a name partagaz i know Weird. i'm telling you some of these names are wild that sounds real though it sounds like a real name his definitely does so anyway dudra i love her name a lot because has when, word dead in it. when i was it does have the word dead in Yikes. it but when i was younger <gasps> And you know how when you're little, well... Dude. What? Stop. What? Her name spells out dread. If you rearrange the words. On God. Dread. On God. A dread. What? No, 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 no. A dread. If you make... If you make it's an anagram. No, dude. What do you mean? The letters... D-E-D-R-A. Yeah. There's two Ds. An yeah. A, an E, and an R. It's just dread. Dread is... D-R-E-A-D. No. D-R-E-D. No, you're tripping, dog. I'm calling you. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. 
Is it D-R-E-A-D? It, this is my it is. It is. I think you're thinking of. I think you're thinking of the Marvel character. That's how they spell it. No, they spell it D R E D D. That's how they spell it in Marvel. Oh, you know who I'm thinking of? Dred Scott. D R E D. Dred Scott. Oh. Yo. Oh. D R E A D. Very Boy. good. I got you. <laughs> Oh, close a bit. How, wait, no, you clipped. How did you clip and I didn't? I don't know. But okay, this goes quite along with my theories. Okay, this falls right into one of my theory categories. Are you not going to give it to me? Yes, I'm giving it to you. Okay, okay. All right. Yes. Thank you. That's right. Yes. It spells dread. <laughs> okay, but also. Cool. One of my favorite names when I was little that I used to have in my list of names for like babies that I would have someday was Dedra. Oh, literally that or name? Or Deirdre. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Deirdre. Yeah, yeah. With an I. Because it's Irish. Yeah. Or Celtic. Or Gaelic. Or one of those things. And there's like a legend about Deirdre of the Sorrows. And it's a really popular, famous, like, story. Okay. About, um, it's like a... a Celtic? Yeah, story? yeah, yeah. Oh. And so her, it's very similar to Dread. Deirdre means sorrow. Oh. So our friend here has a very it's a rough one interesting name yeah it's a rough one and like you person. said yeah it sounds like dead and that too yeah um okay wow I'm popping off today dude I don't I have, need notes see what happens when you're awake I don't need notes dude <laughs> see what happens when we're recording why do you need these and you're because I have a fifty year old memory that can't remember stuff that's why I have to write things down. You're as smart as me. We need the nose. But anyways, it's, it's very weird that Partigaz is always calling her Dedra and not yeah, pretty weird. Lieutenant Miro or whatever her... I don't even know what her title is, but... Yeah. Um, okay. Theories about Dedra. Oh, okay. Yeah, based you might as well. on her name, some. Also based <laughs> yeah. on the stuff she has in her office. The bonsai trees. All right. Here we go. You talked about this Dedra? so long in the first recording. I want to see if you can do this. Dedra? What do you mean? Dude, I'm, I'm swearing. I It was a 30-minute conversation about well, these trees. Well, it's important. Bro. Because we have a whole episode called um, The Axe Forgets. Right? Is that what it's called? Yes. Um, but the whole little saying is, the tree remembers, but the axe forgets. Which, by the way, I would like to note, is a an African oh, saying, yeah, yeah. and I do wish that they would acknowledge that that's what that is. Like, still, there's been nothing. Uh, not that, that I've seen. Weird. And in, I mean, unless Google is messing with me, when I when I googled that saying, it came up as an African proverb. So um, that's very cool that they everything they're doing with that and the tree imagery and all that stuff. But they could have maybe acknowledged that <clears throat> Tony Scott did not. Not, okay. to, not Tony Scott. Tony Gilroy and Dan Gilroy <laughs> did not did not write that. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. It's a proverb um, <clears throat> from Africa specifically, which is also very significant to this story because it's about oppression. Yeah. Apartheid. Slavery, <laughs> oppression, like, come on. Yeah. So maybe acknowledge yeah. that in the bylines or somewhere in an interview. I mean, maybe I he, don't think they will. Maybe they, they did, but I didn't see it, so. 
just want to put that out there that when I Googled it, that's what I found. Um, okay. All right. Dedra. Dedra's office. Dedra has a frigging bonsai tree in her office. This is true. Really bizarre. It's bizarre. I don't think there's ever been a bonsai tree in Star Wars. They just, I well, think. I mean. On film. She's an Imperial. Right. And she seems yeah. to be a very, very dedicated Imperial. And the other guy, Blevin, they they basically have the same office set up. And you see both of their offices. Blevin has a rifle in the same spot in his office that Dedra has a living organism That's of, cool. of a, a miniature tree. Would have been better if it was an axe. Would have been better if he had an it, axe. It would have, it, I mean, two on a nose, maybe. But. Maybe, maybe. That's what they were thinking. By I'm the sure. way. I'm sure they thought to put an axe there. They're like, nah, two on the nose. Blevin, yeah. Welsh for wolf, in case anybody's oh, yeah. keeping score at home. And and we mentioned young, which is hilarious. Uh, anyway, back to back to trees. All right. So she has this bonsai tree in her office. Not only does she have it in her office, they You're show it. Over there, dude. I, I had like a <laughs> I had like a air ball or something oh that gosh. I was trying to overcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, they show her like face, and then you can see it like right in the same shot it's just like her face really big and then right behind her face blurry in the background is this freaking bonsai tree a couple of times they show this throughout this kurosawa vibes um episodes four and five i i think you know what i mean explain there's a lot of shots that he does where it's like a close-up of a face and there's something on the other oh oh yeah 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 that's like that's true that's his thing i'm pretty sure that's true but it's just very took it i didn't even notice it i didn't even notice the stupid tree for like three viewings. And then I noticed it. Really? And then now I can't stop seeing trees. No, in these episodes. And I was going to say, I noticed it the first time, but oh, I, I thought it was a little weird. But they added like a, the cinematography coloring of everything was kind of muted. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a bright green. It's definitely like a subdued green. Oh, right. I mean, this whole set is nothing but white. It's very subdued. It's, it's very washed out. It's very white. Yeah. And, and um... I think we. I think I mentioned before too that smoke. there's the white of the Imperial Security Building and the office and the boardroom where they have their meetings, and then there's the white of Mon Mothma's apartment and how it's all like okay, okay, everything's white, all right. But anyway, um, so she has this tree in her office. Pop over to Mon Mothma's apartment. What does she have in her home? Bonsai tree! I don't know if it's a bonsai tree, a, like a big one, or if it's a small, regular tree. But it's a tree. But it is a flowering, large, in-her-house tree. <laughs> flowering. Multiple ones. And then there's, like, branches with flowers on them hanging over the doorway. And when she sits at the dining room table, what's right behind her head? Another flowering tree. Like, it's kind of interesting. Let's just say that. Yeah. When she walks into her apartment in episode four or five, I can't recall now. She walks straight into her apartment. She walks right over to a table with a tree on it. Takes off her golden, I don't know, I guess that's like her chandrolin yeah. Jewelry yeah. or whatever. Lays it on the table. It literally looks up at the tree. 
kind of takes a deep sigh, walks into the dining room to deal with her also, the fact POS that husband. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the fact that it is a tree in, on Coruscant, that's what's weird to me. That too. Because there are no trees. It's weird. I'm pretty sure there's no trees in like an entirely urban planet. But like they're, you know? they're just begging for us to notice... The whole tree theme, because the name of the fifth episode is The Axe Forgets. Well, yeah, I mean... The Tree Remembers is the other half of that. Yeah. Then we have Skeen going on about his... Water farm. His brother with the tree farm, which, yes, indeed, I guess turned out to be a lie, if we're going to believe him. What? Spoilers, son. What are you talking about? We're talking about episodes four and five. And six. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. (laughs) This episode aired over a week ago. Okay, six did. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. We're talking about all three of them as an arc. That's the whole point of this. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He really doesn't. <laughs> but, you know. Y'all want to hear my new speakers? No. Okay, okay, no. Okay. Come back. Uh, okay, so we just have tree imagery and tree symbolism and a theme of a... a the tree theme is large, looming large in this little trio <laughs> of episodes. Um, and whether you want to believe Skeen or not, I mean, obviously, I guess he was lying. He said he was lying. I don't know. I don't know if we... That is really loud. Do you have your sound off? Yeah. I mean, you're still going to hear in your microphone. I mean, bit. yeah. I'm literally <laughs> yeah. a foot away from you, so... I'm hungry, y'all. Y'all can wait. Okay. So... I think what we're dealing with here is, in this arc anyway, trees being used as a as a uh, symbol for the rebellion and hope slash the rebellion. Because Mon Mothma has, she's fully in it, in this rebellion, right? She's basically one of the leaders of it or, or kind of, sort of, it seems like. One of the leaders of it, and she's all in, clearly. She's terrified, but she's all in. Um, and she's got these flowering trees. And then there's those friggin' panels in her apartment also. Those white, um, I don't know what you would call them. It's like they're slats. But they're panels. <laughs> okay. And if you look at them from a distance. Pause. If you look at them from a distance, like when she's standing in the next room, they actually do look like trees. The little design looks like a tree. The closer you get to them, they kind of morph into other things. Mm. Like spiderwebs. Like the six-sided hexagon. Well, obviously six-sided hexagon. That's what a hexagon is, Well, it's cool if they're Um, they're creating from different perspectives the the binary in like the object well i think it's that's cool. what's really interesting because again white and white like her place is predominantly white do you know what i'm saying though yeah like through that panel thing that you're talking about you can see a tree or you can see like imperial yeah reference. that's what i'm saying it's like, cool. from a distance they it looks like trees. i gotta watch that again i did not notice that look at it because it actually reminded me a lot of the De- depaul i was gonna say it sounds symbol. like it sounds like that yeah kind of sort of but as she, as she gets closer to the dining room and when she's standing in the dining room, 
that's when you see it that's like a web it's like a spider web weird bro. or they're like little six-sided um because you know like the hexagon the six-sided thing and the empire are hand in yeah, hand. yeah yeah so um well, i just think straight and out. the spider web is code for palpatine oh yeah 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 for yeah. sure oh they referenced palpatine that that was that was today oh don't talk about that oh i'm so sorry <laughs> dang i see don't bring up palpatine yet it's fine it's fine y'all okay. should have seen it already no excuse <laughs> anyway i was gonna say the trees i just think that someone said okay if i'm building off of what you're saying if mm -hmm. it's true that it's a big deal because <laughs> that's it like is what a big we're deal. assuming it's definitely okay. a big deal if it's a big deal then as I would far as say, things go it was I a big would deal say, i would venture as far as to say that i'm i wonder if like in the studio in the script writing process i'm wondering like if they talked about having the force be in the series but then they just decided to turn it into trees that is the next topic on my docket of things to talk about is the force and the natural show. the natural i yes. should say so put a pin in because that that's what for people, two seconds because my mom was literally like looking at it like for hope yes and um he lived amongst all these trees when he was little pin it pin it for just a minute pin it for a minute all right. Um, because before we leave the topic of like Dedra and her little tree, two theories about Dedra, because not necessarily based on the tree, but the tree certainly made me feel good about my theories. <laughs> Number one theory is that she is Cassian's sister, Carrie. Okay. I don't know. That might be going too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of reasons. That might be going too far. In that, especially in my opinion, um, sh the the actress that plays her is Irish. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Man. Uh, she's not. Um, I always get confused on the correct terminology. She well, okay. Uh, Diego Luna is Mexican, right? Mm. I believe Mexican. Uh. Pretty sure. Uh, this actress is. Irish by nationality. I don't know her, like, yeah. genetic background. Yeah, sure. It is possible that she has some kind of uh, Latina background. I don't know. I actually did try to look it up, but didn't. I couldn't find anything. No, so that would be really weird of them to cast an Irish actress with, you know, who you know, white lady to be his sister. I thought he said he was something else. Oh. Anyway, that yeah, would be weird. Yeah. That would be a little weird. Not saying they didn't do it. I'm just saying I would. It would raise an eyebrow for me. Like, why would you? Maybe to keep people from finding out and to even suspecting. I don't know. Um, because the other, the other theory I have about Carrie is that um, Clea is Carrie. Who is that? Luth Luthen's like assistant oh. at the shop. But still. Um, but I don't know her background either, so I don't know. I'm just saying. It would be very, very interesting. And it would be so interesting if that if Dude, she's Dude, I also feel like that's too easy. Too easy? For the, for the writers. Yeah. Like, oh. How is it easy? Because we saw her in the beginning. It would be yeah. so dramatic. Yeah, He's looking for that her. Is... The whole reason he got messed up in this in the first place is because he was looking for her. And he ended up accidentally killing a guy and it would be a very interesting 
juxtaposition, I guess, to well, it would just be your Luke classic, and Leia. I know. It would just be like your classic internal-external conflict. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like... But what have I said from the beginning? That he's going to find out that Carrie is an Imperial. That's been my I think theory that that's the possible. whole time. Yeah. That Carrie's an Imperial. She's either an Imperial or she's dead. One of the two. Right. And her name is Dedra. Sorrow. Dread. <laughs> that is totally it, though. I don't know. That's why they did that. So no, no. What they you said that there was a word called Daedra, right? Daedra. Daedra is is the name. They in... wanted to use that, but they spelled it like that because they wanted it to be an anagram for dread. That's what they did. Right there, I'm telling you. Well, plus Daedra is very recognizable, like Irish name, I guess. Super. But popular why would name. they spell it differently? Well, I know, I know. I'm saying it works perfectly on all levels. Mm. If she is Carrie. Like, what would Dredd have to play a role with Carrie? He's gonna find out that his the sister he's been looking for all this time is now the one that is in an imperial. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about episode seven. Oh yeah. yeah. Never mind about what I was gonna say. <laughs> but their paths are gonna cross. Let's just say that. I'm I'm thinking their paths are gonna cross at some point. Dedra's and Cassian's. Cause yeah. Um. I think, and I think like the whole tree thing is indicative of that because like you said, where they grew up in a forest. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean. Yeah. I mean and and not... the whole hopefulness of the rebellion, like, okay, so here's part two of my theory. She's going to turn. She's going to turn and um, have a redemption storyline because she's got this baby tree symbol of the rebellion sitting in her office for who knows why reason why would they put that there i don't know why would they put that there by the way i just did this because i was curious i looked up obviously cassian doesn't have a reference but cassius does do you know who that is cassius that's the middle name his first name is gaius 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 cassius longinus from a roman senator roman general isn't cassius Maybe there's another reference. It's, it's but... uh, uh, um, um, oh my gosh. I don't, you're distracting me from my point here. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, he apparently is best known for the leading instigator of the plot to assassinate Julius, Julius Caesar. Caesar. I was just going to say Shakespeare. Cassius, Julius Caesar. Yeah, yeah. That's not a coincidence. I mean, literally the plot begins with him assassinating people, basically. Well, he's an assassin. There we go. So that works. That's pretty um, cool. Oh, yeah, duh. Dude. Oh, these people. <laughs> these people think they're so clever. I'm telling you, these names. They matter, dude. They matter. They matter. And just just to support this theory, Carrie, the name Carrie, means dark and mysterious. Copped. Mm. Locked in. Mm. <laughs> um, but if, if she's not Carrie... I do think then she's still going to have a, um, then I think the tr- the little bonsai tree represents the fact that she's going to have redemption storyline in the end and she's going to flip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be possible. Because. She seems like that kind of character. She doesn't seem like, well, no, she doesn't. Who seems like he's going to flip is, is the guy, is the dude. What's his name? Oh my God. Help me, people. Levin? 
No. Cyril. Who was that? Cyril Karn, the the dude that that got oh, the fired yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, now he's like living with his mom. Yeah. <laughs> so funny by the way. Anyway, those are my two Dedra theories. I her, like Her last name is Miro? M E E R O, yeah. Um hey, do research on your own time. But I'm wondering if there's a way to spell that. I believe I kind of looked, I messed around with that one too, but I didn't find anything that was necessarily interesting. I think I have enough evidence as it is to support this theory. I mean, yeah. I'm just... And if that's not the case, and they're just like leading me down a path just to be jerks, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you don't name someone Dedra. They might be doing that though. Okay. Um. So now, okay, so you want to talk about how the force is represented in the show because it's definitely represented in the show yeah it's just very like symbolic like the trees and for instance that's kind of like part of the deal you know with with the force like you're saying it's it's all around us and living things and blah de blah yeah and it's been specifically tied to trees um Dagobah. at least twice in the films yeah Dagobah oh, last jedi. and last jedi yeah uh so there's that but and still it's like we've already been exposed there are so many scenes already about like machines being bad in the show and like guns being bad and like all the tech being bad you know what i mean yeah so i mean it's just natural I mean, no pun intended. It's just natural for the natural to be the force. <laughs> Our rebels you know? were living in the trees for quite some time, planning yeah. their heist. Yeah, yeah, living, yeah. Living amongst nature. The eye of Aldani itself is a natural phenomenon. True. Which was a distraction for them to escape. So good. <laughs> so good, bro. Really good. And the um, bee scene with them partying outside. I liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. It was, it was really well done. That was awesome. Really well done. Um, and then again, Mon Mothma's home being, home life just being awful. Man. Hideous. <sighs> Poor Mon Mothma. I feel so. Dude, she just has an annoying daughter, though. Everyone Her has an annoying daughter. Her husband is Garbaggio. Yeah, he sucks, but. About? Oh, yeah, he's like, in the newest episode, wasn't he, like, flirting with someone? <laughs> flirting with Maybe someone. It's the, I don't know, man. My my memory. I'm pretty sure no. there's a scene at a party where that was the, the one that came out today. Oh, we can't it. talk about it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I skipped over one more tree. Little interesting tree tidbit. Um, let me hold on. We gotta second. go back just for a second because it's kind of funny. Um, Sorry, I have a rug under our feet. By the way, <laughs> just this rolled up rug. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, okay. Nemec. Nemec. Who was that? Our, our friend Nemec. He was one of the rebels that ended up getting crushed to death by the very thing that oh, he yeah. hates, which is capitalism. Um, that was Facts. a very interesting little death. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Nice. Um, Gotta hurt, bro. Uh, that was rough. I mean, that but but here's the thing. everybody. First of all, everybody knew he was going to die. I mean, yeah, dude. I said that. Off, I said that off rip. Literally, everyone said yes. that he was gonna die because he's just too pure to to live, <laughs> basically. But what is 
what was the supporting evidence that he was definitely going to die is uh, Nemus, N-E-M-U-S, Nemic Nemus. Yeah. Nemus in Latin means tree. <gasps> so. Hey. He got oh, chopped. Caps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he got chopped. That's for true. Sure. <laughs> and then he literally got chopped up because he went to that doctor. Oh. I guess so. Yeah. He was at least, he was trying, that doctor, by the way. Oh, that guy was cool. I liked him. Before <laughs> Do you know his name? No. Did you see his name? Did you have the closed caption on? Dr. Quadpaw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that's accurate, you know? That's good. I like that. Give me more <laughs> Dr. Dr. Quadpaw. Quad I really. It's kind of hard to say. It is hard to say. Dr. Quadpaw? <laughs> I mean, what? QP? A good surgeon you would be if you had that oh, many yeah. hands. Dude, yeah. He's such a good surgeon. Didn't save Nemec, but I thought that was an interesting tidbit that that Nemus means means tree, and I wrote Nemus means tree. He's a goner because you know the tree gets chopped. <sighs> Poor guy. But the tree gets grown as well. Well, also, which is what that manifesto is. The manifesto lives on. Yes. Um, is he going to use it? Is he? Well, I mean, like, we kind of know the answer to that, but yeah, he. But he goes all he goes all in on the rebellion at some point for some reason. Yeah, but we don't know if he writes in it. Oh, you think he's going to write in it? Yes. No, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I lost my page. Where did my page go? Please hold. Please hold. Um, all right, would you get off your phone? Sorry, this is important. <laughs> so, it's important. More this important is about the 20-plus piece. i got to answer this. Oh, it's a right. question. All right, fine. It's late. But I want to talk about the, the forest. I'm, I'm literally you're listening. you're excited about. I am listening. Okay, so we have trees, which clearly are um, kind of like a little memo that the forest is around. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that is another memo that the forest is around is the kyber crystal. And the fact that... The kyber crystal that Luthen gives to Cassian as kind of a down payment for his involvement in the heist. And he describes it as um, a Kuwati signet blue kyber sky stone. The ancient world celebrates the uprising against the Rakatan invaders. Don't take less than 50000 for it. Just know it will always be worth more to me. First of all, where is that from? Why is that? Why does that mean so much to him? I yeah, I yeah. hope they explain that. And where did he get it? And kind of, he is sort of. We mentioned before, kind of like the Obi Wan, kind of mentored character, and he's got yeah. that stick that elongates, kind of like a. Kind of like a toy lightsaber, you know, the ones oh, that used yeah. to like flick out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it looks like. It's literally what it looks yeah. like. Um, so he's kind of. Oh, those are legendary. I know. Those were fun. Legendary toys. <laughs> you guys had fun with those. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also that kyber crystal is, is blue. So, you know, that reminds us of. Legion. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> you said that last time. No, I know. I you did. actually said it first last time. Why is it always blue? I know. Because I thought you would enjoy that. But really, I think... I do, dude, I literally think that every single time. 
that there is something blue in any, important in that's happening. I now think that every single time. Well, I think within the story, though, the blueness of the Kyber crystal is reminiscent of Obi-Wan's lightsaber, Anakin's lightsaber, sure. the Skywalker saber, you know. Like the OG lightsaber, you know? Yeah. So. Like the big important lightsabers are usually have been blue historically. Yeah. yeah. Sure, there's green ones. Sure. Calcastus. But the blue is kind of the go-to color for the Skywalkers anyway. Um, and uh, Obi-Wan. So the Force is definitely present in this story. They're just trying to make... They're not They're, they're not giving us... It's not spoon-fed, and it's all metaphorical. Yeah. It's metaphorical, bro. It is very metaphorical and symbolic, and they're giving us... I feel like us, this is what you've always wanted. I... I I really well. I mean, I I like because the force is literal. Um, I do love an actual forcey weirdness. You don't like how they're like no keeping no. it totally no, no, no. in the realm of metaphor. I didn't say that. I didn't okay. say that at all. I enjoy it. Really, it's like at this point, it's an allegory. I enjoy the middle class. <laughs> well, the it's middle class, the lower class, the bourgeoisie, the bourgeoisie of this show. Well, no, what I'm saying, like, I think it's great that they're doing that because it's about normal people. Yes. And they need a force value somehow because it's Star Wars. It's still you know? there. Exactly. Just because they we're did, not. I feel like they would do that for the sole purpose of like representing for like the middle class kind of idea. Like you guys have that power, that knowledge too you can have yeah it, you know? it's there it's around it's yeah. definitely there and the fact that the eye of aldani nemic explains it's not like asteroids or comets or anything it's crystals that are basically exploding in the atmosphere that's what it is actually happening so that to me also made me think you know first of all it's a big natural event in nature and it's crystals so you know they're not kyber crystals obviously but it's still there's a connection there you know what i mean and the fact that that was their cover you know to to succeed at this whole heist in the first place it's like the force willed them to be successful it helped them out quite a bit no pun intended what why is it a pun the wills oh the wills (laughs) sorry yeah um and i don't know a lot of people talked about this already but the whole um thing about it being a kawadi signet of blue kyber that's like a knights of the old republic thing and the uh ricotta were this technologically advanced species and they're the ones that came up with hyperspace technology i can hear all the dude bros going yeah oh i'm sure the dude bros they did they were they were they were loving it that there was a reference um, so it's basically like the proto empire and then the Jedi or the proto Jedi. And that's what that story was all about. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's yeah. where this Kyber crystal came from. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so it's old, old. It's old, old, old. Yeah. Really old. Um, but that was a really interesting. So it's kind of like people who are saying like Tony, why do I forget this name? Gilmore. Gilroy. Oh, sorry. Um, we are both like ninety-year-old people that can't remember names. Rough. Um, people are saying that he doesn't have any respect, I guess, for the lore of Star Wars because of how real reality-based this show is. 
what about this stuff, you guys? Oh! The Force is in this story. There are stormtroopers! I'm talking about the Force stuff. There, The Force is at play in this story. And if you don't yes. see it, you're not looking hard Well, no, enough. what's going to happen is they're going to make it obvious at some point. I don't think they are. I feel like they will. I feel like there's going to be one moment that happens that there's going to be like, okay... All of this. Go watch it again. Stop being stupid. <laughs> Go watch it again. Go watch it again because this happened. You know what I mean? That would be really good writing in a way, I think. But if that they don't, that's also good writing because it's not it's not giving up. It's it's not like conforming to what people want. So I can appreciate both ways. Right. Yeah, honestly. for sure. Um, okay. Here was the one prediction that I made in our last episode that I want some friggin' kudos for because... I was so excited that this happened. Okay. Why are you using different fonts on that page? I don't know. It's just that because that was a cut and paste. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep your eyes on your own paper. <laughs> That's weird, man. Oh, and of course, not to mention the um, the Kyber crystal that Cassian wears is a direct draws a direct line to Jin, and yeah. her wearing the Kyber crystal that her mother oh, gives Jin. her and says trust in the Force, like the whole thing. So the foot, come on. The force is here. Gotta salute Jin. The force is working. You know what I mean? Yes. Love Jin. No, not that Jin. Jin or so? No, not that Jin. Oh, worldwide handsome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, man. We're not gonna speak that. <laughs> okay. That's too close. We're I'm sorry. Still very, I shouldn't have said anything. It's the it's it's only been a day and a half. Yeah. I can't talk about worldwide handsome yet. Love you, worldwide handsome. You know that BTS Wherever was in you uh, are. Solar Opposites. What's that? It's an animated series on like Adult Swim. There was like a represent. I don't know if it was them voice acting, but there was, was BTS in the show. I would have heard about it if it was really them. Yeah. Funny though. Is it? Yeah. Is it mean though? No. Are they mean to them? No. There's like a. It's like a, it's like a bunch of aliens trying to like live on Earth and make it like be normal. Uh, you know, it's one uh, of those stories. Uh-huh. And there's like a girl alien and another girl alien. They're friends. And one of the girl aliens gets that her friend loves BTS and like loves K-pop. Yeah. And she gives her like a private concert, and then BTS shows up and she freaks out. <laughs> but I think they're holograms, though. That's actually them. That is funny. Yeah. Okay, back to me deserving kudos. Okay, so when Cassian first comes to Aldani and Vel is telling him, like, giving him the lowdown about how many people are in their group. She says that Cass- oh. the addition of I was like, which one is this? the addition of Cassian makes a group of seven in all this right, group. All right, all right, all yes. right. Okay. Yes. Yes. And remember, because you were like, you're not going to talk about BTS, are you? Just because they're seven? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm actually not. I'm going to relate this back to um, George Lucas's love of Kurosawa, and um, you know, there's a movie called What is this first? The movie? Seven Samurai. Is it? I don't know. Don't ask me names. I'm bad. I can't even remember my own name half the time. Starts with an A, I think. Oh yeah, Akira. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, no, is it? Hold on. Oh my gosh, I don't want to hold on. I'm just gonna keep going. You tell me if I'm right. This is what co-hosts are meant for. Uh, okay, so there's the Seven Samurai, and then based on that movie, there is an American Western called uh, okay. The Magnificent Seven, which was my grandma's literal favorite movie of all time. By the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so in both of those movies, there are seven people that are trying to help these villagers or um, this town um, 
save them from, like, bad guys. So the deal is four of them die, three of them live, but the mission overall is a success. And so before... That's what's iconic about the movie. Basically that, yeah, that happens in both of those movies. Yeah, yeah. So spoiler alert for Seven Samurai and Magnificent Seven, by the way. Okay. So as soon as she said, you make seven of us, I was like, dude. It's gone. They're gone. First of all, four of them are dead, but they are going to succeed in their mission. And Colin, what happened? So name who died. Name who died. Okay. Gorn died. Okay, so that he's included. Was, that was actually so many, one complaint about that episode. True. It True. was very hard to tell that he died. Yeah. It but was. he did. Yeah. Um also he's named after the Gorn in Star Wars Star Trek, which Star is Trek. which is oh. like So cool. Another hardcore um sci fi reference, which is fun. Gorn dies, um Nimic dies, um Terramin dies. Who's Terramin? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Stormtrooper. Ex-Stormtrooper. Ex-Stormtrooper. And eventually, Skeen dies. Eventually. Eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, We, we yeah. actually do need to talk about that a little bit yeah. in detail. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got it. You got um, it. Okay, you got it. Okay, so four you of them got died. It. But they were successful. They completed the heist. They got the money. Thank you. Thank you very much. You think that's where they started? They were like, we need seven characters for this heist. <laughs> I don't know. I feel more like it was probably like, oh, I they realized seven after characters. the fight. Yeah, it'd be funny if the yeah, let's do it. Okay. Maybe Nemec was the add-on. I'd feel like if they got all those characters settled and they wanted seven, they would add. I that feel character. like maybe Terraman was the add-on because you need Gorn. Dude, he has so many lines. I know, but no. Like, if anything, it would be Vel could have trained them. They didn't would, really if need anything. Him. It would have been uh, that woman who didn't talk. Didn't talk. Yeah. Barely talked. Cinta? Yeah. Well, maybe, someone, maybe she is. someone else could have trained them is what I'm saying. They didn't really need Terramin in, the, in there. But it was interesting to I have guess, like an yeah. ex-stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, anyhow, um, please send all your kudos directly to me. Yeah. Thank you. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you. Okay, I think we do need to talk a little bit about... Oh, you got really mad at me because I was calling um, the episode of The Axe Forgets... Uh, a tale of three brekkies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. First of all, he didn't know what a brekkie was. I had to explain that. <gasps> uh, but it's three breakfasts. Three breakfasts. 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 Um, but I do want to talk about um, these breakfasts because I think that was a very, very interesting um, kind of... I don't know. Like, what's what's more down to earth and normal? Yeah, true. It felt like weirdly than having <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, you've, hungry, got, bro. you've got Cyril and his Cyril eating cereal with his mom. Oh my gosh. You've Bars. got Mon Mothma and her husband Perrin. Perrin. Have I have I mentioned yet? Perrin reigns with Karen. I don't think so. Perrin rhymes with Karen, everybody. Yep. Per- the name Perrin or Perry, I looked up Perry, had absolutely no alignment with who this character is. The only explanation for his name I can come up with is that it rhymes with Karen, and I really do think that that and was a Pear thing. And Perrin is French for father. That is true, also, yeah. Because it's not spelled like P 
like he's the Karen father. with a P. It's spelled P-E-R-R-I-N. But it also rhymes with Karen, which is, is a, that's funny. A sec, if that's actually why they did it. True. And then we have our third breakfast, which is on Aldani with the with the rebels. And that's when um, Nemec is telling everybody, you know, telling Cassian about his manifesto and everything he truly believes in. And it's super important because eventually he gives that to Cass. He's like the keeper of the manifesto now. Um, the keeper of knowledge. Yeah. I wonder if he has stuff in there about um, the force. I don't think so. He doesn't seem like the force type of a guy. He doesn't. None of them. And he just did. seems like mechanical and political. He's very. He's like a philosopher. He's like a polit. You know, he's into the politics of it. I mean, he's cool, dude. You know what would the, be crazy the, with this show? The political theory. You know what would be crazy with this show? What? Because we all know that George Lucas is a extreme capitalist. You know, like he was all about capitalism when he made the movies. He was. He would talk about it. What are you talking? Why are you giving me that face? I don't think I. I don't think that. he liked. I don't think he liked what was going on with capitalism, but he thought that capitalism was the way. Like. To success. That was his whole idea, like follow your dream kind of thing. Yeah, but I don't believe that. I think he was just like, I want to make these movies. Obviously, I need money to do so. That's just the way that it is. Yeah, maybe. I swear, though, I've heard, I swear I've heard something with him talking about that. But anyway, um, it would be very interesting. Look at the way the man dresses. I know, I know, you're right. I don't know. I don't know. I there's something in my brain that for some reason has that connection, and I'm pretty sure it would only be there if I saw it or heard it. Well, I mean, he's rich AF. Yeah, I don't know. But he can't okay, help well, let it. Me, let me get to the point. Okay. So I don't know, man. I mean, the fact that they're throwing out the word manifesto, you can't just use that word. You can't just use that word. You know what I mean? That's a very specific word that has very specific connotations, you know? Yeah. And not to mention the fact that the book is red. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't know. I'm just wondering if, like, there's a little bit of a, uh, you know... Well, like, I'm telling you he's not Mr. Capitalism. He's the opposite of Mr. Capitalism. No, but I'm not talking about George Lucas. I'm talking about the director of this show. You know, yeah, the but person who write, wrote this story. Right. Oh, for sure. He's saying, yeah, this is... This because guy you know that, hates capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part but of not the, only the that, imperial though. machine. Not only that, though. You know? It's also kind of more of a commentary on, like... I mean, maybe it's not necessarily, like, saying it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's clearly... Excuse me. I mean, just knowing, like, Marxist theory and, like, what he and Engels would write about... uh. They would just write about how, you know, like, they, they theorize about society all the time. They thought that society would function the best if everyone played a part equally. You sure. know what I mean? Basically. And, and like, the fact that this show is about, like, the bourgeoisie in Star Wars, and it's that whole sequence in the first, in the third episode with everyone, like, coming together and, like, working to fight the uh, corp, corpos. Mm-hmm. I mean, that feels super... Um, it does not feel capitalist. That's all I'm saying. Well, no, it does like not feel capitalist. The workers or literally were rising it's, up to defeat. It feels like the opposite. Yeah. yeah. And what is the opposite of capitalism? Socialism. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I don't know. I it's very odd that they're bringing in that stuff. And of course, you have to note that Star Wars is a very, like, the people who watch Star Wars are probably not subscribing to that kind of notion. 
Let's just say. Oh, no, probably not. So, I don't know. It's a just, lot of people are not. Yeah, I mean, I would assume. So, I'm just saying it's, it's very interesting that, like, that type of perspective, to me at least, is becoming prevalent in this. It is very interesting. And I see what you're saying. Like, obviously, George Lucas has more money than God. Like, we know this. But look at the movies. Um, look at the plots, man. But the he's plots. not. Yay, capitalism. Okay, maybe not. Yay, imperialism. I, I swear I heard that somewhere, but... Yay, um, fascism. Like, all of oh, that no, stuff... no, 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 I know that, but ...is geez. connected. Yeah. So... But, you know, and Nemec, again, literally dies yeah. under the weight of yes. money. I mean, that is... <laughs> like, that is undeniably, like... Even though the money is being stolen for the better betterment of people's lives... To fund no, rebellion. No, still, like, it's too obvious. It's still, know. he gets crushed by money. Rough. Yeah. Rough, but beautiful um, also at the same time. Yeah, and then he gives, he wills his Dude, manifesto. Star Wars is political, bro. No, not at Dude, all. Dude, how are you going to throw out the word <laughs> manifesto and say that it's not political? How are you going to do that? Well, yeah. it's, it's always, red. It's been political since day one. We don't need a manifesto to prove it. But if, let's think about this for a second. How many things are red in that show? Name me one thing that is red in that show that you have I seen. I don't know. Except the droid. Well, the droid is red. Except the droid. The droid is red. But there hasn't been a lot of red. <laughs> so I'm saying I think it's very interesting that they chose that color. They didn't need to do but that. But the droid is also, like, literally Cassian's brother. Yeah. Basically. I don't know. All the red paths are leading back to Cassian. True. True. So, oh my gosh, dude, that'd be crazy. That would be really crazy if, like, there was this, there was this subvert, there was this subconscious element, like, you can analyze to look at the, like, the capitalist, socialist struggle in the show. Really, if you look at it with that perspective, I'm sure mm-hmm. you would find a lot of things, I feel like, so. Well, yeah, and we're not even, we're not even through the first season, so I'm sure, you know. Yeah. It's gonna unfold. I wonder if people even know what I mean by manifesto. I haven't even really said what I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm sure people know what you mean. But it's also it also makes me think of the um, the futurist manifesto that exists as well. Do you know about that? Mm. It was like a. It's actually really interesting. I learned it from my SRT professor. Actually, uh, there was a very brief movement in art called the futurist movement. It's very brief. At least in music, it was very brief. Because people got really interested in the idea of motion and the idea of like, how can you replicate, how can you indicate motion with art? And film didn't really exist at the time. So they were talking about how can we do it with paintings? How can we do it with sculptures? How can we do it with music? You know, like those kind of like still art forms. Mm -hmm. And there's really cool paintings, but there was a futurist manifesto that was written by the lead, by the head futurist artist. I forget his name. I think it's... I think his first name is Luigi. I think. But but anyway, and it kind of is written on it's very interesting. It's about it's all about like if you don't do this with your art, you are not a futurist and we do not welcome you. Like if you don't do these things, like you have to do these things with your art in order for it to be futurist, like techniques, colors, like it like wild kind of thing. Did you know about that? No. Yeah. I didn't. And they created, they even created instruments. They had to create instruments for this movement because they didn't exist at the time. So they created what were called... When was this? Uh, it was really early 20th century. 
Oh. Out of the 19th century. Okay. There's there's this music, there's this instrument called, I think they're called interiomori, interiomori or something like that. All they are like these giant boxes and inside of them are just these cranks and like crank and gears and metal and they just like crank this thing and it just like sounds like a car or it sounds like a boat or it sounds like they were obsessed with machine, you know, and they try to replicate that through music. It's really, really like, because what do machines do? They just move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Kind of interesting. interesting. It was on the heels of the industrial, like, revolution. Oh, okay. So, like... I mean, that's, uh, if I had to guess where, by the description, but it was probably for, where I would have put it, like... It followed, like, the expressionist... Really movement. early 20th mm-hmm. century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, I mean. right around the time... It started in the 19th were, century. They started making movies, basically. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people think that movies were created out of the futurist movement, technically. That's why, it was very short-lived. that's why I was like, hmm, why does this sound like it would lead to motion pictures? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but that's where, like, that's where, like, the sculptures that you'll sometimes see came from where it's, like, they're moving really fast. And you see, like, these blurred lines. Like, the blur lines, that was a thing that was created, okay. really, in the futurist movement. And then yeah. you see paintings that are very interesting. Like, it was just interesting. Because, like, before that, I feel like everyone just kind of imagined art as being still. Unless it was music, basically. Or mm-hmm. dance. The stuff that actually moved through human, but like painting, sculpting, poetry, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Still, mm-hmm. you know? And so these people were really obsessed with that. And then George Lucas always talks about how he loves motion a lot. Yeah, he does. So, so I don't know. Interesting connections, honestly. Politically speaking. Because they, they also, you know, like, the futurists were also a political entity that was not great. So, <laughs> they were yeah. not the best people. But All right. Anyway. All back on to, manifesto. Back, that, to, <laughs> back to three brekkies. No, it's important though. Okay. Because, um, so Cyril and his mom, and I think her name is Edie, they are having breakfast in Edie's apartment, which is, you know, very not cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, she lives on Coruscant. I would call what was it. was that? Coruscant? Cor- you gotta say that right. Croissant. It sounds like croissant when you I say it. I didn't say croissant. You basically did. First of all, I don't say croissant because I've had four croissant. four years of French. Thank you very croissant. much. Croissant. 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 Yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> croissant. Yes. In her so drab similar. little apartment and they're having breakfast in like this booth style table and she's making him eat cereal that looks like um, I was calling it Space Kicks. Yeah, it does. But then somebody found out that it was actually like a limited edition Trolls cereal. And they went through and they picked out all the like green and brown mixed like marbly looking cereal balls. And that's what he's eating. <laughs> so kudos to whoever figured that out because good yeah, job. Good job. How do you figure that out? Um, I don't know. They must have eaten a cereal lot of... Cereal historians? They must have eaten a lot of troll cereal and were like, hey, I recognize that. <laughs> Whoa. But it's really gross, too, because it's like they're green and brown, and then they, he puts the blue milk in it, and it really looks nasty. It does. It does. Um, it does. It does. And this but it looks is very realistic. She's feeding... It also looks really realistic, though. She's feeding yeah. him this, the breakfast of like a five-year-old. She's undressing him verbally. Oh. oh. Like, basically, you're the biggest friggin' failure I could have ever have imagined. Rip. And keeps talking about how 
Uncle Harlow needs to, she's going to ask for the family favor for Uncle Harlow to get him a new job because he got fired, because he sucked at his job, because he has no prospects. And he just, oh my God, the, the scenes between them are so bad. Like, not bad. Like, they're both great. I'm just saying. It makes feels bad. It feels so bad. And I don't want to feel bad for that guy. That guy's a jerk. But somehow they're making me feel bad for that guy. But in the end, he's still Space Traver. I don't think he's going to... I think a lot of people think he's going to have a redemption arc. But I just don't think he is. Dude, he's the jester. He is the jester. Well, he's also the Javert. But I'm saying he is the jester. Like the unlucky jester trope. Oh, the unlucky jester. Okay. Yeah, because he's ridiculous. I mean, it's Shakespearean. He is, 100%. Ri- he is ridiculous. It's Shakespearean 100%. He tailors though. his outfits for yeah. no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I man. think... He's he going down. He's going down. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think... He is the Rosencrantz of this story. I think the unsuspected, the one who oh, is... Oh, Rosencrantz. Sorry, that's wrong. The one who is uh, actually doing a really good job being an Imperial, she's the one that's going to end up... Turning. Dedra? Yeah, Dedra. Because I, I see you, Tony Gilroy. I see you playing with these archetypes. Yeah. But they're conflicting. But they're not going to turn out the Just way that those we think they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what he likes to do. He likes to really mess with you. He subverts your expectations. Yes. I think he's going to... Like a to, true artist. I think he's going to very much... Oh, by the way, be jealous of us. We saw, oh, gla- we saw oh. Glass Onion last night. True. That true artist. <laughs> we friggin' saw Glass Onion I'm last angry. night. Why are you angry? Oh, yeah, but you can't say why. No spoilers. Oh! We literally Catherine, can't say anything about it. Catherine though. Han it's, personally begged us not to say a word, so we're not dude. going to. But please, you know yeah, what? It's literally impossible to talk about the movie because it is a spoiler. Whatever you can yeah, say, it it's literally all spoilers. Let's just literally. say this without saying what it is. Colin had an idea. He, yes, yes, okay, yes. Not that long ago. I might have even said it on this podcast somewhere. You might have. Probably. Because he was working on something for his... 20 plus piece for his capstone yeah. composition Yeah, that has to do with the form of <laughs> Careful. <laughs> the story in Glass Onion. The, and yes. at some point, Colin had said either to his family or maybe even on the podcast that he wanted to take that form that is related to his it's 20 plus. Form. It's a musical form. Just he wanted that. to take it and turn it into a story. And Angering. literally... Livid. Ryan Johnson did that in Glass Onion. Copped my... Copped my stuff. And it was, <laughs> at at the same time, both very... Grati- so <laughs> very gratifying to know that you had the same idea as Ryan F- Genius Johnson. But it was embarrassing as well. But also now he's mad because he can't do it because Ryan Johnson well, no, already did. because it's better than anything I will be able to do. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, to be fair, though, <laughs> I'm sure that I know more about that musical form, technically, than he does. I am sure oh, of this. Oh, well, probably, but don't you think... I mean, Nathan Johnson went to music oh, school. Yeah, Nathan Johnson he, went to well, music if school. If he was involved in the story writing, then I totally see that. Okay, we're already giving way too much just by bringing Nathan Johnson into it, so let, we won't say anymore. What? No, we're not. Yeah, we kind of are. He wrote the music for the movie. I know, but... 
That's fine, dude. Okay, well, saying? let's just not talk. About it. I'm scared. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want snipers to come. That is literally fine. <laughs> kill no one us. is gonna know anything. That's in the. That's on IMDb, okay. dude. Okay, but just go see it in a yes. theater if you can. If you can, if you can, that's okay. If I, because I know it's not playing super widely across countries, and some countries aren't even getting any screens at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the U.S., we're lucky. We're getting like a week of screenings um, over Thanksgiving. Oh yes. So we're gonna. <laughs> I can't wait to go see it again. Anyway, three brekkies. My God, we are getting off on tangents so hard. Okay. So, Cyril and Edie. Oh, I just thought of something so good about that movie, too. Okay, I we can't. can't talk about it. Wait, hold on. Meet, meet your mic. No. Meet your mic. We'll no. be right back. Write it down. No, we'll be right back. No. I'm not going to meet really my quick. mic. No. It's This quick. is stupid. I'm not going to have dead air. No. Okay. Dead rare. Um, dead rare. Dead rare. <laughs> dead rare. Um, but anyway, uh, that breakfast with Cyril and Edie is very unnerving. In a way that is like, it's very personal. Like, she's just really, really not into her son. How do you spell her name? Like at all. I wrote down E-E-D-Y. I don't know if that's right. might have been E-E-D-I. So it could say... E-D. Well, it could mean like... I didn't... didn't, E-Y-E-D, like you're being eyed or being watched out. Yeah, I didn't look up her name to see what, what her name comes from, but... Okay, second brekkie, Mon Mothma, her husband Perrin, her teenage daughter, Lita. Uh, And that is another very uncomfortable breakfast. Because, first of all, just found out not too much before this episode aired that Mon Mothma is a a mother. Very, oh my god. I, I, I think I gasped. It's like you. I think I gasped. I was shocked. I did not see it coming. Um, and if people knew about that before me, I, d- I did not know. This was like news to me. Um, but her daughter, Lida, L-E-I-D-A, one letter off of Leia. Just add a D. Like, it's, you don't even have to mix it up. It's L-E-I-D-A. Just take the D out. And it's Leia. So this is really interesting. Right. Um, and she's probably about the same age. She looks like she's about 15-ish. So probably about the same age as Leia, Luke, Ezra. You know, they're all the same age. You know, those three are the same age. Exactly the same age. Um, But there is a book called Leia, Princess of Alderaan. And in that book, Leia is... I think she starts out a little younger than that. But she's having a problem because... She doesn't know that her parents are, are involved with the rebellion yet. And she feels literally like they're neglecting her in this book. Um, and it, you know, it goes on for like, well, my parents don't pay any attention to what I do and they don't really care about me and blah, blah, blah. Um, basically exactly what's going on in this family. Lita is real pissed off at her mom and she's making her feel guilty because she's not, she basically is accusing her of only wanting to drive her somewhere that day just to get, like, brownie points, basically, um, for being a quote-unquote good mom or whatever. And Lita is getting to that. She's, like, playing her parents against each other. And Perrin is sitting there, and he's just, like, smarmily smiling at this tension between Lita and Mon Mothma. And it's just real, 
icky. Like, this whole conversation's icky. Um, and you basically see Mon Mothma, she literally says, like, that's really hurtful. That her teenage daughter is saying this stuff to her. By the way, this actress that they cast for Lita might as well be playing a teenage Leia. She looks just like her. She could have easily been playing a teenage Leia. So I think they purposely, purposely did that. Just to make her, like, just so we draw the comparison in our minds. Like, oh, yeah. She could basically be Leia. And so then Leia Doran, when she meets Leia, maybe she reminds her of her daughter. And who knows what happens to Lita? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Talking about Lita too much, though. (laughs) But I'm just concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm concerned about Lita because when Mon Mothma finally, like, yeets from the Senate, like, the Senate collapses and she's gone and she makes the announcement, like, I am a leader of the rebellion now. What the heck happens to her kid? I don't know. Because I really don't think Perrin is going to do anything um, upstanding. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) So I'm a little concerned. But the other point is they are in this room with the breakfast table with the slats that look like trees slash um, spider webs and the seat that Mon Mothma is sitting in at the head of the table behind her is what? A flowering tree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's okay. Like right behind her head. We already talked about that. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's more more tree stuff. Um, okay. And then the third Brecky we already talked about is, is when Nemec is basically telling Cassian about his manifesto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a very interesting... I guess it's probably about the first half of that episode where we have these three breakfasts going on. Am I alone in the cast? Breakfasts. Breakfasts. You have to hit the T very lightly. I can't do That's why I like to say It's breakfast. I'm just going to say brekkies because I can say that. It's breakfast. Breakfasts. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. That's what it is. Let's see. We've already talked about Dedra more than anybody yes. needs to. Yes. Um, oh, the quote of the day, the quote of the episode, the quote of probably the entire show. <laughs> Everyone has their own rebellion. Oh, yeah. That's some good writing. Facts. Interesting. <laughs> Pause. Like, because they're setting up they were setting it up for us to get all the little individual stories of those six other um, people that are pulling this heist. Oh, yeah. Because then you become interested, well, why is everyone doing this? Right. And that points to Skeen. Yeah. Because he was apparently totally lying. About the fact that he is so, he's in it for revenge because his brother committed suicide because the rebellion ruined his tree farm. And he had a tough lie, by the way. Had no like kind of a brutal lie. Who makes that up? Yeah, dude. Do we think he was really lying? I don't know. He's dead now. (laughs) I'm I'm really confused about Skeen. Oh, by the way, so Skeen in the English language. S-K-E-I-N means like an, an entangled, like complicated, 
strands of like but that's something. How you spell his name? No, they spelled it S. Why can't I say S K E E N? But the word skein in English is S K E I N, and it means messy, complicated, tangled. Right. Strands of something. Yeah. Okay. Or a situation or whatever. And you know, lived up to his name. Because now I'm real confused about what. Because at first, okay, did you did it cross your mind at first that he was saying those things to Cassian, like saying, "Let's take the money, let's leave," to to get him to come out as a bad guy. Did that cross your mind? Because it definitely crossed my mind. Yeah, I guess it did. It did a little bit. So what if that's what he was doing? And he's I mean, dead I think now. he was. Yeah. <laughs> the oops. Oh, oh, like he was actually a good guy and he was trying to get him to say yeah. it? Yeah. And he oh. was trying to get Cassian to admit to being the bad guy. Oh. Hmm. Well, because, know. what's her name, Vel? Yeah. She's very surprised by yeah. his death. Yeah. By him saying that he was a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would depend on when you have backstory from her, like what was his deal for real. And then... then You'd be able to tell. And then just like, why did he get involved in this in the first place? Right. Like, Did he really, really think it was worth putting his life on the line for this crazy mission? That Because remember, at the time, they didn't even know how to fly that ship. I know. Yeah. They didn't even have anybody that could fly the ship. He was probably going to die in this mission. Like, that's what he should have been thinking. I'm probably going to die. This is the chances of us succeeding in this heist are so small. Mm hmm. So why, if he was just after the money, you see what I'm saying? Like, it almost doesn't add up. I honestly haven't thought about it that much, but... It almost doesn't add up storytelling-wise. Okay. So I'm unsure if I if I think that's just uh, a little bit of questionable writing, or if we're going to find out later... Yeah, maybe. He's, like, related to Mon Mothma or something. <laughs> he was actually telling the truth, and he was just trying to get Cassie into out himself as a bad guy. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. His I, name also kind of sounds like Scheme. Scheme, yeah. Anyway, that's just my thought on that. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. If that is the know. writing, I don't know that I like that writing. Oh, okay. Um, that might be a... A criticism? That might be a criticism that I have. Whoa! That that storyline... You can't criticize it! <laughs> that 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 his particular storyline maybe doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I guess. I kind of like that, though. It felt it felt kind of like David Lynchy a little bit. That character felt very, like, mysterious. Oh, well, no, I, li- I like that he was... It felt kind of Doctor Who-ish as well. Turned out to be a villain. Yeah. I like that part. I like the murkiness of that. I like the grayness of that. That maybe he was in it for the rebellion and then just changed his mind. And yeah, what are you like, not a fan of ambiguity in this, art? This ain't worth it. Ambiguity is the best thing. Let's just take the money. Yeah. But then he also seemed very upset about Nemec. True. True. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because, Leave it to speculation, I Because suppose. if you were trying to steal this money, what would you say? Yeah, let's go to some remote place and take him to this doctor in this remote place. Yeah. Because, yeah, then I can steal the ship. Yeah, true. true. I don't know. I'm I don't con- know either. I'm confused. I don't know. I'll have to talk that out with a couple of people and see what they think. Um. Okay. No more about the bonsai. I'm trying not to talk about that much about the bonsai. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I do want to mention that scene at the end of The Axe Forgets with Luthen and Clea where he is like on the headphones like listening for any word yeah, yeah. as to what's going on with his team and Clea is just basically like Either they're going to succeed or they're not. There's literally <laughs> nothing else you can do right now, dude. Just get off the head of the... All you're doing... How do you spell her name? K-L-E-Y-A. Oh, why are they spelling it like that? Why don't you like that? It sounds like C-L-A-Y-A. Well, yeah, it does. But I want to know why they would spell it like that. Let me see. Because uh, it looks spacey. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> the anagrams, man. I'm telling you, I'm looking for them. The anagrams. Let me see. All right. All right, um... I really didn't make that many notes about episode six, the eye, because it was just, I think you texted me and said, I can't handle this. Oh yeah. I was like, <laughs> the, nah, the stress of this. Nah, episode. I can't do this. <laughs> I cannot do this. I couldn't watch it a second time. I was scared to watch it a second time. It was very was too much, dude. I was like, dude, I'm not ready for this. Like, so I guess like every third episode is just going to be like, just like a mind blowing. The culmination experience. of the, first two like the first two are a lot of talking a lot of dialogue so many words like we keep saying these scripts have so many words someone's got to put the first three and the second three in a movie like edit them together to yeah, be a movie that, I, mean, I would watch that movie are. i would watch that movie i would literally love that movie yeah i would too three acts easy um but yeah we've already talked about how the actual eye of aldani is this natural phenomenon and um the What's that, sorry, what's that um, Viking Nordic goddess? Hera. No. That's Greek. No. It sounds like Clea. Freya. Oh, Freya. So I'm gonna... Okay. All right. Sorry, that's not we're, it, though. We're, we're, we're moving on to <laughs> Nah, you can move on. I'm still figuring this out. So. Uh, I did look her name up. And basically, there was there was nothing I could make okay, of it other is than... so weird. Other than making it, like clay like the earth itself right. which is that's true um sorry there are people right outside. from what we've seen of her she is the grounded one like she is keeping luthan very grounded and very realistic and like i don't know it, at first you think like she's the underling but then you see this scene at the end of episode five where she's like dude get it together you're losing it you need to understand this is either going to happen or it's not you worrying about it and it's not going to change the outcome. There's literally nothing else you can do. It's in their hands. We just need to wait till tomorrow. It'll be over tomorrow. I was going to say, it could, also, it could also be lakey. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Why don't you let me worry about the names? All right. Okay. Except for Dread. That was good. That was yes, ma'am. That was good. That was good. Okay. So the eye is a natural phenomenon that both the Imperials and the indigenous people well i just see the word nazi are very interested this? because <laughs> this was so very occulty yeah. this was so gross when the imperials oh. were talking about the oh the yeah. donnies as being like simple-minded yeah dude. they're like a caricature basically they reduce them to a caricature and it is very reminiscent of the nazis white supremacists oh yeah dude. you know describing their whoever their target is as being less than human. trash yeah, they're less than human. And we can't talk about episode seven, and that's too bad. Cause... I haven't seen it either, so really we cannot. Oh, you haven't? I tried watching it, but I also fell asleep. Oh. We should watch that before I leave. 
Dude, I am eating after this. <laughs> you can't eat and watch a show at the same time? I guess. I just, uh, I was trying to get back to the studio. I'm trying to finish my mix. It's due on Friday. I'm trying to get all right, it all done. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, I have very few notes because, like I said, this is really? action No, y'all just need to see it. Y'all just need to see it. The man. tension building is definitely by someone who probably wrote The Bourne. I could be ready. I could be The Bourne that. supremacy in those movies. Focus, my dog. My dude. Focus. Okay. But there's dumpsters. Um, one thing to note that the composer, Nicholas, um, 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 God, what's his name? Come on. Come I'm on. I'm going to search my brain. There's a Come lot on. of composers I know. <laughs> Nicholas Bertel. I knew it would start with a B. Um, used... The the alarm blare, like the death, the oh, blare, yeah. blare, in the score. And that's what I'm talking about right there. When that's the, what I'm talking about. When the TIE fighters were launching. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. We that's love the it. second time. The, he did it. Like he that. did it twice in episode this episode. Three. Oh. He did it twice. What's the third, the second one? Um. Well, they were both, they were both when they were showing the TIE fighters, but it was two different times that you were showing the TIE fighters. Oh, the siren thing? Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying great. that's the second time that there's kind of been this um, this meta usage. Oh, using like... An... The percussion stuff in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the style. I think it's very, very good. But I don't think the alarms were actually going off. Like, the characters could not hear the, the alarms going off. He was just using it in the score. Oh. Well, that would have been cool. <laughs> but it was... It might as well have been. Because, it, you know, we... That... I'm oh, sorry. That... Everybody knows what that alarm sounds like. And he, put it in, and he put it in. He put it in. He put it in the score. It's cool. Uh, okay. Ooh, we actually just. By the way, oh, no. they're dropping. I think it said episodes one through three, the score soon. Oh, nice. I just saw a tweet today. Gotta check that out. Mm-hmm. That one I'll check out. The CGI, the I, the CGI of the CG E Y E I. Oh my god. Dude. The CGI of the eye. <laughs> I'm too tired with Was this. absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. You know what, though? Stunning. I thought it looked... Spectacular. I thought it looked kind of stupid at first. No, you're, you're wrong, In the very dude. beginning, I thought it looked poorer than what I expected. But you then haven't... when they went... Then when it actually started, I was pretty impressed. You have not seen it on a big screen yet. You have not seen it on a proper television screen. That doesn't matter, It dude. absolutely matters. It looks so pretty. On the TV. No, like the colors, all that. No, all the the actual like shower of it looked great, and being in it looked great. It, it was just like when it first started, I was just like, eh. like just kind of like, oh man, I hope it's not all just like white rocks just flying everywhere. <laughs> no, it's a rainbow. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. LGBTQ. I, what? LGBTQ rights. Oh my gosh, you think so? Do you think so? They didn't have to make it rainbow. They didn't. They That's really true. didn't. That's true. That's not. You're not wrong. Um. And plus, it covers all the bases as far as like uh, kyber crystal colors and lightsaber colors. Yeah, so. yeah. Because again, this is like the and force. It would be rainbow. At work. The force at work. It would be rainbow. It would be think about on Earth. It would be rainbow. With the light, yeah. The light light bouncing off of prisms. Yep, That's yep, literally yep. all it is. Yeah. And who? So dude, cool. is he like a scientist, man? Do you think he really likes science? He because that is. what's that what's that character's name who died? Nemec. Uh huh. He's talking about all this. He's like, the one, yeah, that was describing machines it. and like talking about like the structure of machines and like he was talking about like a gun, wasn't he? He was saying like, no, that's not how it works. Like 
this is how it works. Oh, like, I think he was talking about like a little oh, the box de- that device that he had to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this oh, dude likes science. That was rough too. Like when she had gave him that like shot of adrenaline just to keep him alive so he could navigate them out yeah. of. Oh, that was so rough. Some that was so rough. World War Two vibes. God, it was. was. Not oh that my. I would know what World War Two vibes are. And I just but. have in quotes climb. Yeah, that's cool. No, it was not. It was a low blow, and I was what? very upset. Why? Do you not remember who else says climb to Cassian right before he dies? <gasps> K2. Oh, no. That's what it is. I, dude, I knew. I knew Literally that was Literally right but... before he dies. Climb, climb. Tough. It was rude. Uh, yeah, that's pretty rude. It was rude. Was... <laughs> Do you think they knew that? Mm, uh, he wrote that script, my man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, 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 right. That's not even fair. No, it wasn't. It was very upsetting. It's such um, a good nuisance, though. Yeah, it, oh, it was, but yet I really Ooh. hate him for it. No, you gotta love that. Anyways, um, I was having a, I was really having a hard time, like when Nemec described this. Yeah. What about this looks like an eye? I don't get it. Right. But then when they showed it, and like the center of the eye is the circle through which it's like the it's like the eye of the hurricane. There's nothing going on uh, in the eye, and that's what they have to fly through. Right, 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 right. To right, get yeah. away. I actually can't remember, dude. But all those colors, like striping around yeah. the eye, makes it look like an an iris of an eye. Yeah, yeah. Now I get it. But I was saying like... I need a visual every I time. don't remember that part because I had already been like so overstimulated that I really did not know like what I was watching. I don't end. blame you. I had to watch I was it like, dude, two, three times. <laughs> this is like... I definitely could not contain myself. And I literally... Dude, I am telling you this with honesty. I have not jumped. Literally jumped... <laughs> got startled like physically physically mm-hmm. before for a long time for years i have not been startled what startled like you when he got shot <gasps> oh. dude i was i was yeah. shook by that and yeah. i'm not just saying that like i genuinely i was sitting at my desk and i literally like jumped like i, I was very uncomfortable by that yeah. that made me like so scared i gasped hugely they had to have like happened. base boosted that thing and not only okay, so I was that I was watched tough. I watched your dad watch it. Oh, yeah. He had the same reaction. I watched Delaney oh, watch it, who's not even into Star <laughs> yeah. into this show that much. Like she's so watching it's not just it. Me. She literally went, "Oh my god!" Like she was <laughs> yeah. stunned by it. Bro, I'm telling you, it's good. So I'm telling you, it's good. It was it's very good. Very crazy. It reminded me of that. like. Uh, it kind of reminded me of like a James Bond moment. I mean, born born movies are are. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that. Um, but again, like, let's put aside the fact that that I'm not sure I like that plot because it doesn't really make sense to me. But as far as Cassian goes, ooh, he's just getting. He's got bad karma for that one. Well, he's bad I don't know. Karma. He's got bad karma. I just he's just. Getting very willing to pick people off. You don't think he's gonna have? He's but he's he's buying bad karma right now. Something bad is gonna happen to him. I know. Um, I know this. I've said that in the beginning. I mean, he has willingly killed 
at least two people now. So, and this guy, he spent time with, like, this was personal. Like, he yeah. killed him both for personal reasons and for practical reasons, knowing that it's going to be him or me. He, I'm going yeah. to ha- I'm gonna have to say no because um, he's not about to steal the money. Um, so it, it just, he just did the calculation very quickly in his head and was like, okay, well, it's going to be me or him, so I might as well just take him out now as a surprise before he even has a chance to. Because, you know, they have in common the fact that they've both been in prison. He knows what gang this guy was in even. Yeah, yeah. So who knows what that is indicative. Like maybe he knows that that the hand of whatever gang he was in. Oh, yeah, Maybe that's a real bad gang. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he knows that, though, and he's like, okay, I know what I'm dealing... Like, we've already seen how smart he is as far as... Scheme? No, no, no. Cassian. How smart he is, how quickly he assesses the situation. (coughs) I'm sorry. And how... I just, like, choked myself by accident. Have some water. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, that was just really interesting. Oh, yeah. Just you, not expected, not expected at all. Dude, I'm telling you, I literally jumped. <laughs> I was scared by that, and I have not been scared by Star Wars before. Like I have never, watching Star Wars, jumped at something. I mean, you ever. just don't see a lot of flat out killings like that. Yeah, you don't expect that. No, you really don't. See, but that's the same. Now thing. I do, though. Now I know yeah. what they're playing. We're all at. on edge now. We're all yeah. we're all feeling that. But I'm saying. Like, I feel like if that happened in Marvel, I would be also surprised. If there was just, like, a cold mm, death. I don't think so. But I think they have done that before. Once he started talking, literally stealing 80 million credits or whatever it is. 8 million, 80 million, I can't remember now. Um, for himself? Like, what? That's dope. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would do. Yikes. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, I'm not sharing you this. You would not. You would not. Um, okay, one last thing. I, I think. I have a really bad headache. Because I don't know you what co- I just did, but you coughed. No, I like accidentally choked myself. <laughs> Literally. Wow. Because I was going to itch my back. Yeah. Across. And I literally it like my Adam's apple. Like, oh my god! It dude. really hurt. What the heck? I don't know, but I'm podcasting with a headache now. All right. Well, we're almost done. Honestly. Okay. Um, one thing to note, uh, other than poor Namek actually dying on the table, um, he gives the Kyber crystal back to Vel to give back to Luthen. So it's almost as if, like, he thinks he's done with this rebellion. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's literally giving the force back to Luthen and trying to walk away. Which is what Jin did. Which is what Jin did. And a very good scene in that movie. Um, and, you know, we know that that's not what happens in the end. So, he, you know, it's it's the whole... Well, he's tried to refuse the call at least. He's tried going home. He's, the, well, no spoilers, but... Spoilers. I mean, dude, come it's on. Episode 7. Come on, we so need that. He, this is like the second time he's tried to walk away. Yeah. And the whole refusal of the call of, you know... Yeah, he's um, very adamant in the, one about, like, you cannot walk away. The hero's journey and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, twice now, he's like, here's the literal force back. I don't want any part of this anymore. I'm taking my cut, and I'm getting out of here. Okay. 
nah, dude. You're already infected. Sure you are. You're already infected. Is he going through the hero's journey? Well, he must be, because now that there's this book and there's the wise sage. And yeah, he is. He there's elements is. of it, but it's also kind of like an anti-hero kind of thing going on. So I'm not totally sure what to say, to be honest. I think it's just going to have... It's not going to be a straight cycle. It's going to be like... Like, he's just fallen back a few steps. Yeah. You know, now he's got to try to go forward again at some Sorry. point. i got to get a water. I'm... Something's going on. I think my air circulation. Oh my goodness. I gotta, sorry, you can keep talking about You don't here. have water in your bottle? No. Okay. I gotta refill. Okay, well, the last thing, maybe, I think maybe the last thing I wanna bring up is that um, Cinta. Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about Cinta's name, did we? No. Um, well, just for kicks, I kind of tried to look her name up, and there really wasn't. An equivalent, like verbatim, Cinta. Well, I kind of when I typed it in, it gave me Cynthia. Oh. And Cynthia is a form of the goddess Artemis, right? Who is the goddess of lots of things, but (laughs) yeah, seriously, Uh, dude, Artemis is like the goddess of everything. Mostly, what you hear about is the moon. The moon and hunting. Okay. So, Cinta. We see her. She's like the one that's in charge of the four hostages while the heist is going on. The hostages include the wife of the commander, the son of the commander, and two just like... The commander, right? No, and two just like rando dudes that were working in the control room when they happened to take over. Um, Okay, so she, her and Vel say goodbye to each other. Uh, they are definitely a couple. There's no question. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. they have a touching goodbye. And Vel says to Cinta, tell me you're going to be all right. And Cinta says, I'll be fine. And then they part They part ways because Vel has to go, like, actually participate in the heist while Cinta is watching the four hostages. Yeah. Okay. At some point, Cinta puts on an imperial uniform. The four hostages are still alive. When she does this, they literally see her in an imperial uniform. That does not bode well for them. (laughs) No. Not only does that does not only does that not bode well, but they have given us context of why she is involved in the rebellion in the first place. Oh, true. It is because her entire family was murdered by stormtroopers. Skeen actually gives. Cassie and both these bits of information that her family was murdered by stormtroopers and that she is the toughest one of all of them. Quote unquote toughest. Whatever that means. Alright. So <laughs> I mean you're implying, yeah. And then we see her later on, like during the eye, as as the rest of the team is getting away in the ship, she's watching the whole thing go down. Yeah, from I'm the curious. Did they have a plan for her getting out? Yes, I'm sure they do. But we see her in the uniform, just trying to like. She, she leaves. She's now walked outside in this uniform where everybody's gathered to watch the eye. There's no possible chance she, those four hostages are still alive. Mm. She must have killed them because she's not stupid. You know, she knows what's about to happen. She knows that this whole base is going to get locked the hell down. 
once they realize that there has been a huge heist and all and a bunch of money is gone yeah and leave no witnesses right yeah so i think her girl not a very good person took out <laughs> a woman and a kid besides the two you know rando imperials how do you spell her name again c-i-n-t-a inkta <laughs> sure um i'm just saying tacken cat catney <laughs> catney catten catten i i i'm just i'm i'm concerned that she killed them i feel like there's something there especially i mean we were already seeing like cassie and just really having no problem oh yeah and she did kill somebody um during the heist too like with at the very beginning of the heist oh yeah yeah when yeah. she finally popped up her and bell she took somebody out with no absolutely no hesitation true so yeah i think we're gonna find out that she probably killed that kid and that mom and, um, <laughs> those Rough. two those two dudes Anyway, I, I I love that character. Game of Thrones. I love here. her and Val. I hope they get back together. Okay. Hope they get to see each other again soon. Okay. Um. Yeah. We can't. We can't. Darn. There's so many things I want to say about episode seven that I can't. Yeah. Well. Th- yeah. I haven't we'll, seen it. We'll record about that in a couple of days. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I think that's really all. Yes. We have. All right. To there we go. Talk about that. All arc. right. Excellent arc. Oh, once yes. again. Oh, yes. Which arc do you like better? One through three or four through six? Ooh, good question. So far. I mean, I have to say the second one. Because I have not, like I said, I have not had that visceral of a reaction to art on screen in a while. So. And pretty much everybody that I follow. I get lost in the script in those three episodes. I get lost in the script. I don't really get that way with star wars you know i don't I, that's not a thing i'm normally paying attention to the sound i'm only paying attention to the music mm. i am paying attention to the script in this yeah you know that's the first time well maybe last just... jedi was the only other time i got a yeah. little lost in the sauce but like dude this is better this is a better script than last jedi you cannot tell me well, otherwise we can't like, we've talked about you can't before. compare it you can't compare but uh, like they're the, totally different the animals. caliber the caliber of word choice. So what you're saying is give Ryan Johnson a Star Wars TV show. Definitely. Yeah. I would love that. That's what I'm hearing. These two people should work together. <laughs> That's what I think. Oh. That would be sick. That would be. That would be an unstoppable force. Wow. That'd be a lot. It would. That'd be a lot. And Deborah Chow. All three of them. And Deborah Chow. <laughs> they would make something crazy. Man. That's all I'm saying. Dang. Yeah, that would be quite a team. It would. Um... All right. Well, I mean, I really did love the first arc, but my problem because oh my god, I just love Ferrix. I just love Ferrix. Yeah, Ferrix really it is cool. Got me. But I loved the scenery in these three episodes, though. I loved like the fields and the hills and stuff. But I would, I would say cinematography in these three episodes was really good. I would say the third episode of this arc up against the third episode of the first arc. The first one's got to win that. The first one? I think if we are po- if we are isolating those two, like, not considering what the lead up is, the first the first third episode, personally. Really? 
Dude. See, I would say this one. This one. But the end, dude. I, I know why you would say that. But I also, I like, dude, the mute, the, the, the third episode in this series is a well-rounded piece of film. Everything plays a part. Literally everything. You know, the music, the choreography, the costumes, sure. the lighting, the pl- the location. And I loved it. And I loved sound. it. This scene, this third episode, it's not exactly the same, but it is. It is. This had this me stuff. on the edge of my seat the, the whole time, though. The theatricity of it the act- was top notch. I don't think that's a word. Theatricity? <laughs> that should be a word. Probably just like. Theatrics. Theatricality, that's the word. Yes, 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 for. yes. That is top notch. The acting, top notch. I oh, will give that that. We haven't even talked about the acting. Crazy, bro. Crazy. In this too arc. good, too good. I was like, yo, stop. This is like this is too much. Um What's that guy's name? Taryn? Luthen. Taryn though. Taryn. Is that his name? Luthen. No. The ex stormtrooper. Oh, Terramin. Terramin. Yeah. Dude. His acting was good. His acting was great. Oh my goodness. Same with Gorn. But I loved both of their acting. The, everybody is just... Yeah, losing to scare me a little bit. Incredibly good actors. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, the guy that plays Ski, and I can't remember his name because he's got kind of a really long, unusual name. But I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I've seen... He was in Girls... Oh my okay. gosh. <laughs> he was in Girls. He has a he has a wide with Adam skill. Driver and yes. he he played the most disgusting guy. Just just yeah. the worst kind of guy. I see that from him. Just the worst kind of guy. Not even like not even like a like a overtly jerk or cheater or whatever, but just like a wimpy wishy-washy just uh, oh god he seems to have breath to his and i know he's in that show called the bear i have not watched that show Uh, yet oh yeah with um but he's in it isn't that aubrey plaza oh no that's the uh never mind is it no she did a movie called black bear or something oh okay well i i'm i keep meaning to watch that show um but now especially now that i know he's in it he's such a good actor yeah dude and the way he walks the line in this to where... He does like a double okay, betrayal. You, you really don't <laughs> like him. Like you yeah. really think he's questionable. But then that whole story about his brother and the pepper trees. And yeah. you're like, and oh my like God. And then he like holds Cassie with a knife. And then you're like, oh no, I don't trust him. But I then know. after that, he's like helping out and like being a good team. <sighs> That's why we didn't see it coming. That's oh, why by we didn't the way, see it I'm coming curious. because he flip-flops so many times. I don't want to forget this. I'm curious about your experience with this. Did you think that he was the one who was strangling Cassian in the ship? No. I thought it was him. And oh. then I saw his face. And it hmm. wasn't him. But I actually thought it was him and I'm like, oh. Like I literally was like, oh man. Because that was going on. And while they were shooting those guys, like that was, that would have been. Oh. No, I so knew. so close to each other, but. I knew it was that Imperial that Ooh. was snuck up on him. Yeah. But anyway, that character was. 
quite yeah, very good. a ride in and of itself. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was quite the ride. They just were so serious. Skiing took us on. They were all so serious, yeah. man. It was like, there was oh, like no my jokes. Goodness. There was no jokes in episode six. Like none. Zero. Yeah, dude. It was tension he, from start to they finish. They came and conquered that episode. That was not a joke. Whew. They put a lot of effort into that script and they're like, no funny business. This is going to be yeah. good. You know? Yeah, so, it was pretty hardcore. Um, I love the scene when they were marching inside the base, too. That tension was cool. Yeah, but they were pretending that was, to be impressed. I don't think there was any music. There might have been music. I, th- I wish that... If there was music, I wish there wasn't. Because I feel like that scene would have been perfect without music. Oh, and like, Horn Watch 2022, still no horns. Mm-hmm. In the, in Surprisingly, the like this one... You'd expect, I mean, like, the, that loud sound. The closest thing were, was the alarm blare that I mentioned before that he used in the score. Um, but that is clearly synthy too. You can tell it's not horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like Now I'm like, I bet he's not going to use any. Maybe not. I bet he's not going to use any. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. he has to know that he's not using brass. He has to know this. Well, of course he knows. So, I mean, there are symbols. So technically, that's brass a little bit, metal. Yeah. Okay, horns. But, We're talking about yeah, woodwinds, conical, and oh, or, there's no woodwinds. No, no. It's, Are you sure? I'm. Hey, you're taking. You're gonna have to take my word for it because I'm not you. But as far as I have noticed, and I've been listening pretty closely to the point where I even put on like my AirPods just to listen. Oh, closely. Nothing. I have not heard. A Any, reedy sound. No, no. It's hollow sound. All been percussion, mm. piano sometimes. Right, right. Um, and synth. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense though, man. It still makes sense I'm to me. I'm just really shocked. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, kudos to you gotta give kudos to Nathan for that. Because Nathan Nathan. Yeah, the composer. Is that his name? No. What? What's his name? I thought it was Nathan. No. You're oh, I was thinking of Nathan Johnson. Nicholas Bertel. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You got to give it to Nicholas. Yeah. Because. He doesn't you, use. You have to think of. Okay. You have to. You have to take John Williams. You cannot talk about John Williams without talking about orchestration. Okay. You can't. You can't respect his music without also respecting the orchestration. The way the music moves across different sections. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's so iconic. You know what I mean? Like that sound of a melody. That gets super emotional through like the oboe and then it moves to like the tutti strings and like, you know, like that move kind of. But just the fact that he doesn't even need that. It's just strings, you know He's what I mean? Just... He can create the tension. He oh can yeah, create strings. The... I forgot to say. <laughs> Duh. Strings. It's all strings, pretty much. It is all... Or synth. One of the two. Yeah. And percussion. But... And percussion. Um, no, I just admire that because you do have to realize that you don't need a symphony orchestra to write music for Star Wars. So, you really don't need so it. So go dip into his score for Succession. Oh, he wrote the music for that? He does the music for Succession. Oh, I didn't know that. And it is... Is it really good? Very similar? See what you think. Okay. See what Very you think. Very prevalent string instruments. Violin melodies, super saturated literally, reverb. <laughs> literally, literally as close to classical music as you could possibly get, but only strings, percussion, nice, and Weird. piano, and huh. well, you know synth, that is there's synth in it too. I mean, that is chamber orchestra. You know, chamber so, orchestra doesn't have brass or woodwinds. I'm not sure it's, what he has against brass and woodwinds, but he barely ever uses it. It seems like 
he used horns and if Bill Street could talk for obvious reasons. Uh, but Succession is what he's probably best known for. Yeah, probably. And well, that and that there's the there's a piece from Moonlight that is absolutely stunning and it's beautiful, but it's all strings. Mhm. Well, Adagio for strings. The power you have with strings is pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean so. it's that piece is I can't I don't remember the name of it, but it's the Speaking one. My language, if you though. just if you just go on YouTube and type in His Moonlight name. Nicholas Bertel, it'll bring up that string piece for Moonlight. That's everybody's heard. Like it's the piece they would play when Moonlight would win an Oscar. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the piece from that movie that okay. everybody kind of recognizes. For sure. Go yeah. I want you to listen to uh, some of this stuff and see what you think. Okay. And and try to like, because I know you have a thing for specifically like trombone you really like trombone. <laughs> yeah and you do well, like, like horns well. and you yeah. like horns a yeah. lot yeah and i just think it's very... i never write with strings dude i that is not my go-to yeah i know ever. it's not so it's I'm, everything else before that i'm just really fascinated by the fact that he seems to stay really far away from woodwinds and horns i mean dude when we're talking but it's Star Wars. We're talking Wars. natural, though. Like, my God. We're talking Star... We're talking natural, though. And string instruments are the most natural. And percussion, they are the most natural instruments. But, he, but half know? of the score is synth. Half of the score yeah, is Yeah, but I wonder if computer he doesn't want it to made. sound like that. I'm wondering if it's mostly for, like, you're using that to kind of fill in the blanks, kind of, rather than using it as, like, foreground, you know? Because violins yeah. get the foreground. I mean, violins are everywhere. In this music. Oh, for sure. And cello. It's like everywhere. Anyway, Whatever. I just, I find the score endlessly fascinating. You know who wrote music like that? Who? Shostakovich. You know who Shostakovich was? Yeah. Russian. Yeah. During the Soviet Union. Yes. Which was a whole movement. Started from a whole movement about the bourgeoisie wanting more power. Okay. So that's a deep connection. Like, his, Shostakovich's chamber orchestra music is, is iconic. In fact, I actually, there's a solo I played, maybe you'll remember the Shostakovich, and that accompanying piece mm-hmm. is a chamber orchestra piece that is only strings. He did it a lot. He did it all the time. Because, mm-hmm. like, at the time, I believe, historically speaking, in the Soviet Union, because, like, money was such an issue, mm-hmm. um, there was not enough money to hire an orchestra with brass and woodwinds and percussion, so they would just write pieces oh, just for sense. big string sections because they were like, everyone played string instruments, so just bring them all together, we'll do this, I'll write music for you. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also Vivaldi. The Four Seasons. Hmm. I don't think it has anything other than wood- strings. It might have some some stuff, but... I mean, ever, all music used to be string-heavy. Like, all this music used to be so well, many no, strings. Well, I, no, I'm... I'm... I know, yeah. but just when you're specifically talking about Star Wars, no one has had the totally. Co- no one has had the cojones True. to do this. <laughs> it's a fair point. That's a fair point. Everyone's got that. Like this whole show is nothing but cojones, as far as I'm true concerned. It really is. It is from top to bottom, like in every way, shape, or and form. Yeah, yeah. Is it trying really hard to not? be star wars mm-hmm. i can see that it's very and good. i don't mean that in a negative way i'm pretty sure we had a conversation one time about how bored i was <laughs> you know like 
what Star Wars has been for a long time. Bored? You thought Obi-Wan Kenobi was boring? No, no, but I'm saying... I swear, dude, there was a time I said, I just want something that doesn't feel like Star Wars from Star Wars. I'm sure you did. I just, I want something that's deep end of the pool. And I was like, this is deep end. scared about it. Yeah. Rightly so, I think, because yeah. in the wrong hands. Yeah, dude. It would be bad. Tragic. We've seen that. It would that. be bad. We've seen that. We actually have not seen someone trying something new and it failing. We've seen people doing the same thing and it failing. This is true. This is this, true. This is true. Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Take your pick, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So this is true. I just think people are bored and tired and just want to see something new. And like, this is I. Well, I think this is doing a really good job. They're getting it. Yeah. And there were some new things with Obi Wan, and I feel like the new things with Obi Wan were secretly the reasons people loved that show. To be honest, you know, because we weren't getting a lot of like Obi Wan Anakin backstory. We had a little bit of it, like fan servicey stuff. But, but even uh, the fan service stuff was structural and it was important but the towards Ob- the story. The Obi Wan Vader stuff that we got was like the complexity, very though. complex. Yeah, so nuanced, very complex. Yeah, yeah. And I like that they're and in a couple of weeks we're getting a little a new animated oh, yeah. show. Oh yeah, Tell Tell the Jedi. That's gonna be sick, man. And from what I've heard, um, Count Dooku, baby. The score. That was it good? Is incredible. Oh, and it's it's the Kiners again, and we know, we know they they can write they some can. Star Wars music. So <laughs> it's not fair though. It's more than one person, dude. I'm real. Well, it started out just being Kevin Kiner, and now yeah. he's like he he's got the fam helping him out. I nah, guess. Nah, sus. It's, but it's still really good though. You got it. Camino was like so good. Camino was so freaking good. So good, dude. Oh, Too bad batch. Too. Bad oh, yeah. batches. Oh. All right, we gotta end this. We almost we're, we are below two hours. Yeah, still. we're done. We're done. Okay. Yeah. If you would like to reach out to us, um, I am mostly on Twitter at my personal handle, which is at Freya Jacent. You said at like three times. At Freya Jacent. At Twitter. At my Twitter handle. At Freya Jacent. Which is shut up. <laughs> Yo. Um, Colin is on Instagram. What? Give your handle. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. That's what it is. And the poetry one? CMJW underscore not underscore uh underscore poet. Which he hasn't really been writing poetry much lately. I haven't. For, real, for understandable reasons. What? Well, I was actually just going to say, there is something that I did create that is not necessary. Did you see this? Maybe? I don't know. I, don't, I never sheet on of, Instagram. It's the sheet of... Co- no, I sent it to you and you're like, you did not make this. I remember you said oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I need to post that. Yeah, that was pretty... He's been doing, like, graphic art people. Yeah, guys. Yeah, guys. I don't know... I went to the art museum. How I that? produced this person. <laughs> I think RM is the one. RM inspire me, dude. RM inspired you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Say it again so I can have it really no, clearly. No, 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 wait, no, no. Kim Namjoon. Kim Namjoon might have inspired me. Inspired Colin Whitley. No, dude, I'm, that's not. I don't actually. Actually, what did is, if you really want to know, I was very depressed when I made that. That's when the best art gets made. It's true, man. I, dude, I made my 20 plus piece because of that. That idea that mm-hmm. came to mind. That's yeah. the, the, I made that art. I made. I wrote all my poetry, every poem, honestly, that I wrote in the beginning. Like the first five were based on well, how sad I was. <laughs> you're, you're back like, on your meds, so we're not going to get any good art for a while, oh, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm working on my capstone. Yeah, that's but gonna that's just going to be nothing but fun. 
Nothing but fun. You know, I actually brought it into my lesson today. Did you? I was bold today, folks. Wow. To this composer who literally has told me that he's never been to a concert other than a concert for classical music. The one concert, he's about 50 years old. The one concert he told me that he went to. No, dude, 50 years of not going to a concert other than a classical performance? okay. I thought you were saying 50 years old. Okay. In 2022. Yeah, that is weird. You're not a musician. That's wild. That's fake. You know what I mean? You're not... You're, you are, you are blinded. Okay. And he told me that he went to one concert. You want to know who for? Whitney Houston. So respect. Wow. But, but that was still 35 years ago, probably. <laughs> dude, when he told me that, I'm like, you're joking. He was right probably I was so mad. I'm like, oh my God. Well, he's my age. He's my exact age. And he's I was 15. telling him, I'm like, I was, I was joking with him. Cause again, like he's much older than me. And I told him like. You're telling me you're not listening to the new Kid and Gizzard and the Wizard Wizard album, dude? <laughs> and he's like, no, Colin, I'm not listening to that. I'm like, dude, it's good, though. <laughs> it's funny. But, no, I yes, I did. I brought in my capstone. And I told him, I was like, yeah, like, I want to write this piece. It is Star Wars. And obviously, those ha- that has the score of that movie is so connoted. And people just, they all know what Star Wars sounds like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And But I told him, I'm like, honestly, if we could have some, like, uh, constructive conversations about it that are less critic, less uh, critical critique, mm-hmm. and more pushing forward. You mm-hmm. know, like I would be willing to bring it into lessons and talk about it. And he said he kind of gave me a response that was kind of discouraging about that because he's just he is not for film music. And so I kind of knew that like going in, but I did try. I was like, maybe you could help me along the way. Maybe I could get some help. And he's like. Basically no. <laughs> but that's ridiculous. So, like it is. It's it's classical no, style music. He, this is what he said. You're, I I'm actually I'm not I'm not totally telling the truth. He said that. He said something along the lines of like, that music is just so expected, and he's like maybe you should try something that is not expected. And then he told me about some examples of movies to check out with music that is, quote unquote, more integral. To what's happening structurally in the movie, which I'm gonna be honest with you, a lot of the music in Star Wars, a lot of the really good orchestral music that is in film scores, is not really integral, you know, and we know that because we can listen to the music away from the movie. That just means it's not integral, like that integral, you know what I mean? It's good on its own. It's autonomous. Like it, it almost feels like it's autonomous. Except for the usage of like leitmotifs and the usage of, you know, certain harmonic languages, you know, because the more dissonant ones, more tense, the more consonant ones, the more relaxed, you know what I mean? Like there's things like that. Right. But did you like, has, is he informed about the fact that the whole thing that he, that Will, John Williams stole that from freaking oh, Wagner? No, 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 no. Dude, he literally, dude, so funny you said that. He literally said, oh yeah, dude, he just stole from like yeah, dude, he did steal from people. Like, he admits no it. one did that. Like he was the first person to be the ballsy one, and he, he had the ethos because he went to Juilliard. Like he knows his stuff, you know. The jazz pianist. He's a jazz pianist. He uses modes. There are modes. I think you need to have a. You need to lecture, lecture no. him about it. And be no, like, I this think is I'm not going to bring man. it. I think I'm not going to bring oh, it. Oh come on! I really want to know what his take is, though. No, dude, he would not want me to do. He would not want me to do. A Star Wars score. Oh, okay. That's what I know for sure. But I think that there might be some help to get 
regarding orchestration. That's really the only thing that I might Well, that would be with. helpful. But also yeah. you need to make it clear to him that you're um that I'm sure he knows the department head over there at SRT. Tom Miller? Walks around in a stormtrooper tie. Yeah, dude. I mean, so he you knows... can only take it so far. Yeah. Or that, or he's gonna be pissed. Yeah, like he's gonna yeah. be like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's true. It is for a grade at the end of the day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and that's the man giving you the grade, the guy in the stormtrooper yeah. tie. So it's true. You kind of have to. But watch like, it. oh, dude, if I had like a year to do this, and obviously I don't have a year ever, and won't have a year to do it. But if I did. I would really try to make that music, like every note, you know, like that type of, like Beethoven, like every note is important. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can listen to it. You can analyze it. You find new things every single time. That kind of music, you know, that's a different caliber of than just, you know, kind of like literally what I'm doing is I'm just sitting down writing what I like. And then I harmonize that and then I assign it to instruments. Like that works. That's what a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. But I want to do it where I'm like. What's the structure of this piece? What is the orchestra? Like, how do these instruments relate to each other? Like, well, what's the what are the stories, the trajectory? That's why we go to grad school. Composer brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why we go to grad school. That's what's to lacking. Level, to level up. That's to what's that lacking. Level. You know, Glass Onion was close. Glass Onion was close. Don't talk about it. I'm just saying it was <laughs> close. There's a sniper right across the street. Dude. Nathan Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He didn't follow through. <gasps> he did not follow through. You and I both know what the music should have been for that score. You both, we both know, and he didn't do it. Well, okay, I will say this: it was. I'm gonna have to talk to you off mic. It seemed it seemed minimalistic, to some extent. No, I disagree. That's not what I'm saying. It wasn't minimal. I thought it was pretty minimal. I mean, it was it was like it was not crazy but what he did though what he did do which i did expect him to do and i'm not saying it's bad because i expected it, it it i liked it that he did this is he took that new the new stuff he wrote mm-hmm. and made it um converge with like basically what i think is the knives out overall oh. like that's the motif of knives out you know oh, you're talking about the dry string stuff yeah yeah, yeah, he he merged true. it well. Like it went, it seemed very organic. Like yeah, if you true. haven't no, yeah, seen, yeah. if I you mean, haven't seen Knives good, Out, but... you would not know right. that that wasn't brand new music for You're this about like the, score. Like the yeah, 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 yeah. Like the stuff, yeah. the stuff that's straight from Knives Out. Super dry. Anyway, yeah, we can't really talk about. Yeah, it, it is really interesting. Like, yeah, then you mentioned the music. The new music is like very dry, very wet in terms of like just reverberant and lush which makes sense like dry, which yeah. makes sense I mean, the setting of the movie it makes a it whole lot does. of sense it yeah. does but i still gotta be honest and i gotta i'm not gonna say on mic but there is it You'll was written for him in gold yeah it was and he didn't do it how can you miss that chance man how can you miss the chance okay well you're gonna have to tell me what it, the chance is because i'm oh, not okay. sure you're okay. not sure what i'm talking about but we need to go okay 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 <laughs> okay um sorry for the rant yeah um, social media you already said it we will be back um as from what i'm told episode seven is kind of a standalone episode it's kind oh. of a it's kind of a not part of a trilogy right and then the, the last three will be another arc so it's like an intermission Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. So, um, All right. I think we should probably do an episode on... Just that one alone? Episode of Unknown Regions just about 
episode seven of Andor. That makes sense. And then Wait for the if the next again. three are an arc, maybe we do... I don't know. I, it's so hard to talk about these... Dude, I'm telling you, this was fine. Like, we literally just Yeah, but we didn't go into detail we because we didn't want to. Like, basically, it was the... We didn't oh, want to go dude, over it again. No podcast ever goes into every single detail. Okay, but I just... <laughs> I, so I So, all I'm saying is, for sure, we'll do an episode about um, episode seven. I can't remember the name of it. It just came out today. Um, oh, it's called... Dang it, what's it called? Something weird. Just a announcement. Word. Oh yeah, yeah. Announcement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whew, that took a lot of power. <laughs> My neurons firing really yeah. fast. Um, for sure, we're gonna do an episode about that, and then we'll see after that if we do individuals about the rest of them, or do one big episode about the arc. Yeah. Which seems to be that's been what we've been doing, but only because of necessity. Because you're too freaking busy. Not because I wanted to. Right. Also, we'll see if I can heal my laptop. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm not driving in the city every single week. Okay, okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Uh, hey, Colin. Yo. See you around again. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regions podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.